0: Welcome to In The Making, I'm your host, Selena, and today we're actually going to explore the topic of music and how we experience God through music. Um, this is in a series where we are just talking about various ways people experience God. And I think the point of this is because God has made himself known to us in many different ways and I think it really shows who he is and his creativity and that God speaks to his people. Um, So this is gonna be fun because I'm having two guests from my church uh, with us today. One is the pastor, Marvin McHoodie, who is pastor of Hope Toronto North. And something I actually invited him because I noticed that almost in every sermon, he will mention music (laughs) and a song. And I'm like, this guy loves music. It just (laughs) just comes out of him. Um, And then Rochelle Watts, who is a poet, a spoken word artist, a friend, a music lover, um, and I know that this is a way that she also experiences God. And so, yeah, thanks for being with me. Welcome.
1: Hey.
2: Hi. It's good to be, be on. This is fun.
1: Yeah. I hope it's fun. <laughs> we'll yeah. We'll find out.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's funny because Marv mentioned an artist in this past sermon this past Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you ever go back and like research who he's mentioned if you haven't heard it already?
1: For the most part, I know. he's talking about or he won't mention the artist but he'll say a line Mm. like that one uh, sunday i knew who it
0: was
1: (laughs) it's like a treasure hunt every week there's a part of me that wants to laugh
0: every time you do it but i hold back to not disturb people around me (laughs) i'm like (laughs)
2: yeah laugh if you want i mean church is supposed to be a good time right so that's true i'm i'm more than okay with laughter sometimes i do do it to see if anybody picks up on it um there's actually a series that sermon series that we did recently where the tagline was from a song and it took like six months for somebody to actually pick it up. <laughs> so, and they they text me, they're like, I just noticed this. I'm like, yeah, I was wondering when somebody would notice. <laughs> so
0: that's great. I feel like it is a bit of a treasure hunt every time. So <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Since this is about music, um, what are some top albums for you guys? Favorite albums? It could be of all time or right now or both.
1: I feel like Mark's going to come after me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: For me, uh, I think four that are always a good go to. So definitely Forest Hill Drives by J. Cole, the live version. That is an epic album if you haven't listened to it. Um, Food and Liquor by Lupe. I would go with Nothing Was the Same by Drake. And then I'll throw Satellite Kites in there by um, Beautiful Eulogy.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I would go with uh, Game Theory, which is The Roots. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Nice. Um,
0: You've mentioned that in a sermon.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I listen to that album probably uh, every two months. Wow. Uh, And then there's a a Lauren, uh, she does an MTV Unplugged album, which is kind of like this two-part thing, which she's just kind of making it up on the spot. But it's kind of, it's pretty beautiful. Um, And then Trouble Man, which is a a Marvin Gaye album, which is pretty, pretty good. Um, And then I'm trying to think. Kanye's most recent album I really like, Donda, but oh. College Dropout's pretty strong too. Um, it's hard to, I could kind of, I could say a lot, but, and then there's no like reggae artist that has like a album, album, you know, they just have these one-offs, but so, but those what what I, I would go with.
0: I'm typically a, a one-off person than whole, yeah. full albums, um, which one of my friends who's really into music told me that I wasn't really into music because of that. <laughs> Like maybe I don't know. Um, Yeah, but I would also I would say for me um, Marvin Gaye's not um, I want to say What's Going On is it? It's What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, not Let's Get It On. Is like two different (laughs) (laughs) different (laughs) albums and songs there, but I feel like that album What's Going On is very applicable to these times. Um, And uh, recently. I would say. So that would be like an all time album. And then more recently, I've been listening to uh, Jacob Banks um, in general, but he has a album called Village. I just like the sound. I actually don't fully know what he's saying sometimes. <laughs> so I <can't>, like... <laughs> um, but I listen to a lot of random random music. Um, okay. What would be a song that has spoken to you recently?
1: Ooh, recently. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Oh, I'm forgetting the the title, but we sang it at church not too long ago during our Heaven series. Um, pretty sure it's by Shane and Shane. Um, but it's based on Revelation and just the idea that uh, only open. Jesus is able to open, open the seal. The yeah, open the seal, is, open I the seal. I think scroll. it's Is He Worthy? Yes, that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that song's been really dear to me recently and yeah, just a reminder that in these times there is one who is worthy to redeem everything and restore
2: everything. Hmm. It's funny, you go you go church and I'm not gonna go to church.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew um, I knew someone was gonna do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, re, uh me and Zion actually have been listening to uh it's called called Keep My Spirit Alive, um, which is on the Kanye's most recent album. But there's a line in it where he says, um, it's funny because I've tried to fit it in a couple of sermons, but I was like, <laughs> ah, it doesn't work. But uh, he says, give it all to God and let Jesus reimburse you. So it's, um, uh, uh, but I take that. So I don't know what he means by the line, but when I'm, when I hear it, my mind kind of goes to, um, you know, just kind of like a settled trust that there's something that's going to come to me at the end of my life, like that there is this reimbursement that is, is guaranteed. Um and so I can kinda of hold on, especially in some, some some of these like real kind of discouraging and up and down times. So it's weird, right? But that line almost like helps my faith. Mm-hmm. Right? So so I don't know what he means by it, but I know what I take
0: well, I, I
2: take it to mean given what I know from the scriptures.
0: I, I feel like I should look up the lyrics to some of these songs that have spoken to me recently. <laughs> Um, cause sometimes it's hard to know. Is it the lyrics? Is it like the musicality of the song? Um, is it both? Um, I'm I'm totally looking it up right now (laughs) (laughs) because I know the song promise by Ben Howard has spoken to me and it talks about winter, but I think that there is more than that, that spoke to me. Um, it is like a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, anyways, I have no idea.
1: But that's your answer (laughs) that's one of my answers and then the other
0: the other one is actually an old song um by judah and the lion called best is yet to come um and the song is really about how the like there's a better future ahead of us essentially um Mm -hmm. and i think that has been helpful in this season to remember that yeah there's something better coming down the line like like to be um, excited about mm-hmm. our future, maybe related to the Heaven series <laughs> um, as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think what I appreciate is that I don't know any of these songs you're talking about.
2: <laughs> Me either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, it just goes to show how like personal music is.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's okay. I didn't know some of the ones that you guys brought up. There's some that I didn't know, some that I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Okay, why is music important to you? And why is music important to someone's faith in general?
1: Um, I think when I think about why it's important to me, music just reminds me of a constant. So we know, like, ultimately, you know, God is constant. He's omnipresent. But I think music is also that thing that was there for me when, you know, no one else was. Times of loneliness, um, uh, celebratory times, low times. Um, I think music is that thing that kind of just transcends, you know, time and culture and it's kind of just always there. And I I feel the difference when, you know, I'm listening to music and then I take my headphones off and it's just silent. Um, And I think that reminds me of God in the sense that, you know, when I listen to music, the music is there when I take the music out, the music is not there, but God is still there. So I think music is important to me just because it's like a constant and it makes me remember that God is constant.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I grew up in a house that always had music was always being played. Like my mom, uh, you know, Saturday mornings, she would clean to like Whitney Houston. Um, So I know like every Whitney Houston song. and it was just sort of this thing that was just like, that was what we, what we did. Um, You know, so it would, it would sort of start with Whitney in the morning, but then by the afternoon she'd be playing like Fred Hammond's and gospel music and stuff like that. So it was just kind of always what we did and family barbecues music was just always, always there. So it was almost like, you know, at the beginning, you know, you said like music just kind of flows out of me, it seems like, but that's cause that's, that's sort of like the reality I grew up in. Yeah. Um, and at our house now, it's sort of the same. You know, if I'm cooking, I'm like playing music and and that sort of stuff. And the, and the fellas like to dance and, and all that. Um, so I feel like for me, it's just like a joyful thing, you know, and it just kind of, it kind of eases me a little bit. Like Kim, you guys know, those on the podcast would know my wife. She's always like, I don't know if I see you as relaxed ever as when like you're playing reggae. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just kind of you know, takes me to a spot where I think things calm a little bit, like what Rochelle said. Um, You know, it just reminds you that, like, you live in a chaotic world, but, like, I like that word that you use, there's a constant, you know, and um, I think because music is always there, I'm like, yeah, God is always there, you know, like, it kind of, it does go there. But I just grew up in a house where that was just what you did. Um, So it's kind of, I guess it's just stuck with me.
0: So a theme there seems to be it brings calm, it reminds you of God's presence, um, no matter what circumstance or situation that you're in. Um, would you say that music is important to a person's faith in general?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. And I think a variety of like music is is important, just to, uh, there's this uh, book called Keep Your Head Up. And um, it's sort of like a, a bunch of um, black pastors who write different chapters in it and there's a chapter in it called sacred listening mm-hmm. and it just talks about like how to listen to music really well oh. um, as a Christian and how to both enjoy it but also uh, critique what you're hearing as well and then there's just a section that talks about how great artists actually are usually either singing or rapping the culture so if mm-hmm. you listen well they're, they're telling you stories and so I think uh, it's really important to your faith to, to kind of hear what's being said and even ask, like, does that align with the word? Or, um, you know, does that make me think about a certain part of scripture that I just, you know, wasn't um, thinking as clearly, um, you know, about before, like Lauren Hill in one of her songs, she's like, you know, girls, you better watch out. Cause some guys are only about that thing, that thing. Um, you know what I mean? And we know what that thing is. Um, so, but like when I hear that, You know, if I had a young daughter, I'd I'd be like, you know, listen to this line, like listen to what she's saying. There's there's wisdom here. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you go to scripture to to even you could even go to like a, you know, in Ruth and show her like, you know, here's a guy that wasn't about that thing, that thing, (laughs) that he was a a man of character and dealt with her the right way. Um, So she tells the truth that the cult is going on in the culture. But you can show from scripture like what you should be you should be looking for, how the scripture actually speaks to that. Um, you know, and, and points you in the right direction. So
1: Yeah, I also think it's important for our faith just I guess thinking about elements of a church or elements of a church service, like you have to have preaching, there's communion and other things I can't remember now, but one of those things <laughs> <laughs> one of those things is worship. Yeah. Um, and you know, regardless of the style of worship, if it's you know, more um laid back if it's more charismatic worship is an important element of church and i think in that sense it is important to one's faith
0: you mean uh, musical worship because hopefully the whole service is yes. some <laughs> form of
2: worship mm, good clarification well. look at you um,
0: <laughs> yeah um but can i, but can I, I, can I say oh, one thing
2: ahead. too Selina? i yeah. think like i think we have a, a musical god right like i just think you know like I think heaven's going to be full of music mm-hmm. and I think God enjoys music. So I think as, as people, we, we should as well. Um, but sure. I just add that.
0: Yeah. I mean, music is throughout scripture, um, as well. Like there's talking of various instruments in scripture, making a joyful noise to the Lord, um, mm-hmm. like the Psalms is all supposed to be sung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. and many more passages in the Bible are meant to be sung. Um, and so I do think music is a way that, that God has given us both to express our emotions toward him and our thoughts towards him, to commune with him, have conversation with him, but also a way for him to actually communicate with us as well, which I think okay. we're kind of talking about as we listen to music. Um, it seems almost like both secular and Christian music, there is this, this aspect of God also speaks in that, in that way to us, um, whether he's like, gotta watch out, <laughs> 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 be wise, uh, mm-hmm. or telling us, like, there's something, um, in this song that might not actually be beneficial for you as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. still, um, God communicating to us, uh, through music. So speaking of, um, heaven being filled with music so I actually used to play the flute um, (laughs) in high school and I I like stopped foolishly because all my friends quit band I didn't want to be in band by myself and it was a hard class but it is like one of my regrets in life um but with life as it is right now like there's no time for me to go back and learn this but in heaven, I'll have all eternity to <laughs> learn how to play the flute. <laughs> and maybe I can actually be a part of some band in, in heaven, you know. Yeah. First with the amateurs and yeah. then work my way well, up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would you have to learn though, or would you just already be good? I think that we'll have to learn.
2: Yeah. That's I, that's I my position. You, yeah, I think you get there and you have to learn. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Learning is good. Yeah. <laughs> all eternity. Why not?
2: That's
0: right. Think about how good I'll be <laughs> eventually. <laughs> it's not right now. I can't play anything. I can't even read music anymore. It's like I'm very slow at it. Got to use my fingers to do it and everything. Um, right. Can you describe a time where you connected with God through music? Where maybe he, he met you um, and engaged with you with music?
2: I'll let you go, Rochelle.
1: Yeah, um, I think for me, it was 2013. So there was this period in my life, 2012 into 2013, I had deleted all secular music from my iPod. I deleted all music from LimeWire, like from now on, I'm just gonna listen to Christian music, I'm gonna buy music. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I've never had that phase in my life.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the same. Nope.
1: I don't quite remember why, but that was the phase I was in. So thankfully, that was a good year for Christian hip hop. So I was listening to a lot of that. Um, and I loved the album Heroes for Sale by Andy Mineo. And there's a song on that. Uh,
2: you know, I've dreaming. never heard a song by that guy, ever.
1: What? <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah, people talk about him all the time. I'm like, yeah, I never. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. I, just...
1: I have. Rasha, I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a song called Caught Dreaming, Andy Mignol, featuring, um, I think it's King and Country. Um, and there's a part in the song where the music just gets, like, really low there's like these drums in the background and King and country comes in and they start repeating this line. Um, I think they go, and I could sing how I love you, but your love for me is much greater. And I don't know why, but as I was listening to that, I just burst out in tears. And it was actually from that God answered a prayer because, you know, I had said, God, one day I want to go to a church that worships the hip hop music and (laughs) praise the Lord. I'm at one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah we need more of it too so.
1: but that was yeah I think the first time that I don't want to say the first time like I've cried while listening to music but definitely listening to hip hop music and it having that effect on me and me experiencing God through it um, yeah I think that was really impactful for me just to know how you know God can meet you in any genre mm. not yeah. jazz no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding <laughs>
2: I'm just joking. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you like six jazz artists after this. Change your life.
0: Um, I have. I have a few friends who like love jazz, and yeah. I just love making fun of them. Like I feel like the people who it's easiest to make fun of are jazz lovers. So
2: there's uh there's this uh, there's this restaurant. It's called uh, Nolans on King, and you, the food isn't like the best. But they have a they have a live jazz band there. So me and Kim go. Well, you know, in a non-COVID reality, we go mm. we go there. If you want to grow an appreciation for jazz, go out there one time with your friends. And, What's it uh, called? Knowledge. Knowledge. It's on Ooh. King Street. Knowledge. Uh, and uh, the band doesn't come on till like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. So you know, get a late res- reservation, but stay till like eleven. It's the oh. it's like the bass player there is like. Nothing I've ever seen, anyway, that's just a recommend just to get you into jazz, Selena, can I mean, I do, <laughs> Selena.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we should go together shall yeah. we'd enjoy I, it, yeah. I've yeah. had a few people make me specific like jazz playlists like curated for me to like ease me into it, which i I yeah. enjoy listening to it and learning about new music, but it is just fun in my mind yeah. to make fun of people who <laughs> like jazz <laughs> <laughs> even. <laughs> If it's um, not <laughs> true yeah. to how I feel about the music. That's
2: funny.
0: <laughs> But I'd go I love live live music, so I'll definitely go.
2: Yeah, you you'd enjoy it. It's a good spot. Um yeah, for me is way back. So I wasn't a Christian, which is funny. Like, you know, I grew up going to church with my mom, skipping every other weekend as much as I could. Um, but we used to have these like I grew up in a uh black Pentecostal church. So we used to have these summer concerts, outdoor concerts, and um, Fred Hammond would come up, and uh, and uh, I'd always, I never understood how he could sing the way he did in all that heat. But um, (laughs) uh, there was this song that he was singing called, um, you know, "We're Blessed," and he kind of walks through all the different ways that um, we're blessed and and whatnot. And I just remember like watching everybody at the concert having a real good time. And, but just like feeling like I was outside of it. Oh. Like I just couldn't, I wasn't experiencing what they were, the joy that they were experiencing. I was kind of like, yeah, he's singing, you know what I mean? But there was a sort of a different, um there was just a different sort of uh joy with the people that I didn't share. And I think it was kind of the first time, I think I was about, I was 15 and God it was just sort of like, Looking back now, he was almost showing me how I was outside of it. Um, and I feel like that, for me, is sort of when the the slow chasing me down kind of started, it felt like, in my life. And I feel like I was just, you know, running. But I remember seeing, realizing that at that point, like, I'm not one of these people. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the joy that they have. I don't have the faith that they have. And uh, so I don't know if it's like he met me, spoke to me, but I I do, I always remember that. So, and I didn't become a Christian for another like 10 years after that, you know, at 25. So, um, if that's, if that math is right, but, uh, yeah. So that was, that was my experience.
0: I remember what it is about that song. The, um, the best is yet to come another part of it that I, that I think spoke to me recently is it builds. So it starts off with, um, I can't remember what the beginning is, but it, it, but the lyrics are you're not alone and it kind of repeats that. And then the, and it's kind of soft in the music and then it builds and then it goes to this, like the best is yet to come, um, mm-hmm. and repetition of that. And so, um, I think that was what actually I feel like God spoke to me through that because it's not just the idea of like the best is yet to come, but also paired with like not being alone. And I think in this season, um, there have been moments where I'm like, things were really hard and I felt mm. alone in them. And just even just have um, something sing over you that you are not alone is comforting. Like, mm. it's not just I'm not telling that to myself. Somebody else who doesn't know me <laughs> is telling that to me <laughs> um, and that like outside ministering to me um, is beneficial versus just the ministering to the self um as well and like i don't know the emotion of music kind of gets me too can you describe a time where you connect though i already asked that question sorry it doesn't matter <laughs> you know who knows going. <laughs> yeah. um what is it about music that helps you experience and love god more
2: uh so i think for me it's the it's the range of creativity that sometimes i can i can uh i see in people you know and sometimes like um, like when I see, like, even when I watch like Rochelle, um, you know, use her, her gift like that, you know, her ability to craft words and, you know, sort of touch your soul with them. I'm like, I'm kind of jealous, <laughs> um, a little bit cause I'm like, I don't have that, um, ability, but then, yeah, I, I appreciate like the, the, the range of creativity, but then I also like, um. The god the fact that God gives us music and the and the way it can move you, you know? Um like a, a recent movie that just came out, I was watching with me and Kim were watching with the boys Sing Two. Um, and I we just love those those movies. But the like there's a final song and I didn't I don't listen to U2 ever. Um, <laughs> but uh the last song uh in the movie is I guess a U two song. But, like, even like, as you're watching them sing, you're sort of as we were watching the boys, like you're kind of in the music was like doing something to them, and I think the level of power that is in music to me says like this has to be something that was like you know, given by God, I think there's some music out right now that's like you know satanically corrupted, mm-hmm. uh corrupted, um, but I think it just reminds me of just the power of God and the level of creativity that he's given to people to be creative and, and for it to move you the way it does. So. Can
0: I ask you a follow-up question on what you just said? Yeah. Um, Cause you mentioned like some music is satanically corrupted. Like what are some elements there that you think are good to look out for in that?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think, I think music that takes you to a place where uh, you are not necessarily appreciating other people um, mm-hmm. through sort of what you're hearing. Um, I think, you know, some songs um, can give you a like a, a, a lower view of certain people as well, just kind of, the, you know, whether it's the lyrics um, and whatnot, and sort of what it's sort of glorifying and, and promoting, you know, I mean, like I listen to a decent amount of hip hop cause I enjoy it and, uh, reggae but I think you I, you still got to be pretty careful and discerning you know as to what degree sort of you would go um, so yeah I think you know I think music being as powerful as it, as it is I think that would be something that Satan would really try to use in order to, to pull people away so I, I think it does take some discernment I'm not sure if that answers it fully um, but I think there's some music that's pretty degrading when it comes to women. Um, I think there's some, um, music that's, you know, certain things that said, um, like recently I was in a tattoo parlor. Um, (laughs) that's a, that's another podcast. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, an Eminem song came on and I was sitting there and like just the things he was saying, I was just like, no human being should really say that. Um, And it's set to music, so you're like it goes in quicker. But when you slow down and listen to what he's saying, you're like, "That's some that's some pretty dark stuff Mm -hmm. um, coming out of his mouth." So
0: Um, that just reminded me of a time where I was with my friend um, at like a mall in Mississauga, and I don't know what they were playing—just some music. Like I never really listened to the music closely when I'm in stores or malls, unless Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Oh, I like this song," and um, (laughs) and she she. Complained. Like she was like, Can you turn this off and yeah. change it? Like they were just, I think, so much like cussing in it or something. Yeah. She was like, I, I don't like this music. And then they were, what? like, Oh, sorry. And then they tried to change it, but then it was like a worse <laughs> song. She's like, No, no, no. Like you need to change this. <laughs> and and she's like, I'm a mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, can't have this playing in malls. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. I'm like, Wow, that's a really bold move to just ask them to change the music for you because you don't like it but they did Mm -hmm. Um, okay going back to my other question for Rochelle what is it about music that helps you experience and love God more
1: yeah um, so actually going back to that follow up question that you asked uh, I like what Marv said just about how you know when words are to music it just goes in so fast that you can't even really stop to identify what you're digesting So I think for me, when it comes to knowing if a song, you know, could have like some satanic elements to it, it's really boils down to how it makes me feel. Hmm. Um, Like, for example, I can listen to a sad Taylor Swift song and I can get pretty sad, but for the most part, I still feel, you know, good. I feel okay. (laughs) (laughs) But there are some like sad songs that I listen to and it just brings me to a really low and dark place. Mm -hmm. And I think in that, I just have to turn it off. And I'm like, this is not a feeling from God. No sadness is from God, but that feeling of like depression and um, just like self-pity, that is not from God. So I think it Mm -hmm. it just makes me think about how I feel. And if I'm not feeling good, then yeah, I don't think that's from God.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good advice. I'm not the person who listens to sad music when I'm sad, I'm like, no, I need something happy. (laughs) But I understand there are people who, you know, it feels uh, cathartic in some ways to listen to sad music
1: Uh when they're sad. Yeah. Taylor Swift's a good one.
2: Do you listen to a lot of Taylor Swift?
1: I do really enjoy her. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: I did not see that. (laughs) Marv. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just,
0: do you I think assume. I listen to Taylor Swift?
2: I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. You don't speculate a huge, me the Taylor Swift type.
0: Not a huge Taylor Swift fan. Okay. Back to you, Rochelle. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, what is it about music that helps you experience um and love God more?
1: Mm. Yeah. So I'm happy Marv answered first because I really don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it's hard to like conceptualize such a spiritual experience. Um, so I think I like what Marv said just in the sense of, you know, music has this power that makes you feel something. Um, yeah, I really don't know how I would explain it. It just makes me feel. And I think in that feeling, um, it kind of just reminds me of the presence of God. It just reminds me of a God who I can't see I can't feel, but just knowing that he is there Um, and just the power that music has, you know, that song you were talking about, as it builds, you feel that excitement Um, and you can't really explain why, but it just gives you this sense of hope. And then coupled with the words of the best is yet to come, it's like this Huge anticipation that's building within you. You can't even really explain why. So I think it's hard to really conceptualize that. But yeah, I think as a feeler, it makes me feel and just reminds me that God is there and He's around and He's in me.
0: Yeah, I wonder if um, God allowed the creation of music and created music to um, to do that to impact our emotions. Um, And to even show that he um, is an emotional God, like he has emotions himself and he enjoys when we engage with it. Those are all just random thoughts in this moment that I had, but I'm putting it out there in the world.
2: Yeah, I think I I agree. I mean, I, I think what Rochelle said is important. Like there is it is something that's sort of hard to describe. Uh, like I remember going to me and Kim went to the Lion King. And if that show ever comes back to T.O. You and you can go, go.
0: Um, oh, I've seen it.
2: That's yeah. Good. We got, yeah. We <laughs> Roy, Roy Thompson. Uh, we saw that. And, um, and I, I, to this day, I'm like, I just, that experience, um, there was just something, uh, in like all, whether it was the solos, whether it was the sort of, um, you know, them sort of recreating that first scene when they present Simba, um, there was just something like powerful that you felt the room was kind of on pause, oh. you know? Um, And then we went to a Chris Bode concert at um, Massey hall a few years back. The same thing, like he's a trumpet player. Like, and there was just something when the music, like you just felt everybody sort of waiting and there, but everyone was like, this is powerful. um, And it's doing something sort of within me that I think almost says, to it, it says there's something bigger than me when oh, it's mm-hmm. happening. Like, I think that's what's sort of going on, but everybody's so, they're enjoying it so much. They're not trying to explain it, but we all feel something like you feel your smallness. I don't know how to explain uh, it, but I think yeah. it does put you to the spot where you're like, I, there is a God, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause this is, cause what's going on out of that trumpet and coming into my ears, like this doesn't, there's something there. I just think there's something powerful. That's, Hard to ignore that. There's something beyond you.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I feel like we're kind of touching upon this already, but, um, maybe we can further explore it as we, as I ask this question. But what does music, you know, as this expression of loving God, what does it teach us about who God is? Um, and what does it teach us about humanity? And even further, what has it taught you about yourself? So there was like three three questions <laughs> in that one question
1: I think it teaches us that God is personal, and I think even in just listening to you know the different artists or the different albums that we all enjoy, like I haven't heard of most of the ones Selena mentioned. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: I listen to some weird music like I listen to international music and I didn't even bring up okay go but it's fine it's fine
1: (laughs) but like you experience God through those and I experience God through other artists and through other genres so I think it reminds me that God is personal and he meets us you know through specific artists or through specific genres that he knows will touch us. Because I don't know if, you know, if you listen to jazz, you probably won't experience God. But in his, yeah, personableness to you, he meets you in the type of music that you do enjoy.
0: Uh, that just reminded me of one of my favorite verses that talks about how um, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. I just pair That's a Selena Luca paraphrase right there. <laughs> Coming out
2: with your own Bible <laughs> translation too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that that God knows how to speak to us, and music may be one way in, in which He communicates to us, and where we can hear His voice. Um, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like what you said earlier, Selena, that like God is a, an emotional God, not like emotional in the like He's blowing a top all the time or something like that, but like um, you know. It, there's a he feels, um, and I think growing up, I was sort of like, I don't want to like deal with my feelings, like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to sort of get into them like that. And, um, but it was weird because, like, through, um, hip hop, uh, and listening to a decent amount of Jay Z, oh, old, like, older Jay Z, he was sort of like this rapper. And also the roots where I, that album I said Game Theory, I think everybody should listen to that album. Um, there's a little bit of cussing, so you gotta like be ready for that. But they they just talk about real stuff, um, you know, set to set to a good beat. But I think through music, God sometimes forces us to confront some of our feelings that sometimes we don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to quality music, um, yeah. You know, there is a, and I think God's taught me to not be afraid of my feelings mm. and to, and through music, sometimes, you know, I, rappers say some, for me anyway, some rappers and reggae artists say things that I'm like, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> like there's a song, he's not popular anymore, but I don't know if you guys ever remember G-Unit. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a rapper in G-Unit called Young Buck and uh, and it's like one album which I listened to like on every bus ride going to football games. There's a line in there where he just says, "You know, my dad wasn't around, but that didn't bother me." And then he lists all the other things he went about going to do. Um, but if you listen close, it actually did bother him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? And and I was like, when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, that didn't bother me. But then when he starts listing the stuff, I'm like, I think we're you know, there are things that we're doing to try to hide the fact that it did bother us, that there was somebody in your life who should be there, yeah. but they're not there, you know? And so in a rap song, I'm confronting something because he's he's walking through something that I'm like, yeah, I went through that. And we're almost confronting it together and we've never met. Oh. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I think God can use music like that to to, to get you to deal with some things that you're like, I, I've i been kind of stuffing that away a little bit. Oh,
0: it's nice. Yeah, it, it it sometimes can be a bit of a mirror reflecting back to us what's deep inside. And I'm I am not a poet like Rochelle. I also I don't have any almost creative skills in that that sense of the word. And so it is kind of nice to have somebody else kind of do that work for me. Um <laughs> and then and then be surprised by it. Like I feel like whenever I move by music there's like a bit of a surprise like oh, um something's happening here. Um, it, which forces me to pay attention, like, what is God doing here, um, through this emotion and, um, through these lyrics? Like, what is the truth for me to take away? And sometimes it's just pure joy, right? Like, I just listen to a bunch of dance music <laughs> and, um, like, I'm, I'm gonna confess, I'm one of those people who has gone into the song, um, uh, we don't talk about Bruno because it's just like a fun, you know. I, know. But, like, I have no
1: idea. I have no idea Guys, I <laughs> culture.
0: <laughs> it's it's from the new like Disney movie. Uh, I'm going to like, is it Encanto? Is that what it's called? I watched the movie. It was a good movie. Uh, yeah, is Encanto. It, is
2: it, oh, yeah, we did watch Enc- Encanto. I didn't see that. I don't remember that song.
0: Oh. So, yeah. Um your no, it's teen, okay. My child I, I, is asking what song? Can you tell him?
2: We don't we do we, we don't talk about Bruno. Do you guys remember that song? Yeah, the boys remember that song. Yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah, you're good.
0: It's like on like the top lists right now. Anyway, <laughs> um though like I think there is something deep to that song cuz it's like um you know, there's this guy in our family who we don't talk about and there's like cool family dynamics in that whole movie that that kind of Mm-hmm. Um, I think mirrors what our families can be like too, but, but that's like mm-hmm. a totally other thing. That's like art. There's another episode on that, but, but I've been yeah. listening to that song. It's just a fun song. It's a fun song to like dance around to. Um, but still, like, I think a part of music, there's the physical movement of music as well. That I think, um, enjoying God through that is also fun. I mean, mm-hmm. David danced a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not know. afraid. Not afraid. Yeah. Undignified, one would say. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, so we, we've we talked a bit about, like, secular music um, and, like, listening to that and, you know, a time, Rochelle, where you didn't listen to that. And we talked a little bit about, like, being cautious with that. Um, yeah. What would your cautions be with listening to secular music and where is their freedom as well? I'll start with that.
1: I think maybe one caution would be just knowing things that cause you to stumble. Um, So if, you know, the content of the song is, um, you know, really sexual or about drugs and alcohol and, you know, perhaps that's something you're struggling with. I think knowing what causes you to stumble and trying to avoid that would be one caution.
2: Yeah, I think that's good. I would I would say <clears throat> like you do need to be so I think if you're going to listen to <clears throat> music where like I don't know I always use those terms like sacred and secular, they don't work mm-hmm. in my head. Um I think uh yeah, I just I I don't I don't know, but I think sometimes we draw those lines hard and that's not Mm -hmm. a critique on you Selena. That's a, I just, I don't know how to think about that sometimes, but I think you gotta be like, I'm a, I'm a big strong advocate of like, if you're going to listen to any artist, it should just be quality work Mm -hmm. Um, that like what I'm about to get into here. It's not like, I think there's some artists where you're just like strip it all away. And all that song was, was just a beat. Um, and I think I wouldn't, I don't listen to a lot of like the new kind of mainstream sort of, uh, secular stuff if we go with those terms. Cause I think a lot of that stuff is just like kind of fluff. It's not real quality, um, <clears throat> in that sense. Uh, but I think there are artists out there who, like I said earlier, like they're talking about sort of real stuff. And so I think you want to you want to just really look at and say like, is there any substance to this person might not share my faith, but are, are the things in this album? Like, is it of substance? That's what I'm like. The miseducation of Lauryn Hill, like that are that's an album full of substance. You listen to that, like just play the whole thing, you know, um, she's dealing with some endo songs some complex things that I think we all at different times kind of have to think about. So I think there's, I think there's that. And then, when I first came to the faith, I did have like a music break. I didn't do what Rochelle did. I didn't delete stuff. I'm not, I didn't do that. Um, but I think she is right. There were some songs that took me back to a certain place and I was just like, I was just not mature enough in the faith to, to mess with it like that. So, um, you know, I stopped, uh, for, for a while there until I could really, um, Separate them like it didn't pull me back in mm-hmm. that way. Like I could, I could listen to it, but I could stand outside of it at the same time. Like it, it no longer sort of defined me that way. Um, if that makes sense. But,
1: mm-hmm. so. I like what you said about the the secular sacred divide and how that can sometimes be yeah. like blurry. And just listening to quality music because I think like if I'm going on a road trip and I have some church people, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be in this place of like, oh, no, church people can only play gospel. <laughs> yeah, they, better not, they
2: better not roll with me. They better not roll with me. Yeah,
1: yeah. So just having like a playlist of, you know, quality hip hop, quality music that is quote unquote secular, but that I can still enjoy. I can share with people. Um, yeah. Because you also want to be mindful, I guess, of what causes other people to stumble. Yep. You're listening mm-hmm. to music that, you know, has cursing and it might offend your brother or sister.
2: You might flip that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree with that a hundred percent. And then like I think you need to be aware of like what are some of your own like your own bents, you know, like like I didn't I didn't cuss a ton before like I came to faith, but if that was like a thing for you, you know, listening to a lot of music with all that in it might might sort of draw back that habit, mm-hmm. right? Like that could you could just kind of easily go back there so I, I think that's that's true too and I never I like what you said Rochelle like I never thought about the is this help, helpful to the person who's next to me you know who's mm-hmm. like who's who's listening with me um you know even as is it helpful to even mention some of the things I listen to around certain people that yeah. you to why wise that way too
0: yeah it's true um those are really good thoughts like be careful about causing other people to stumble. Cause I do think like there might be some people who don't feel the freedom to listen to music that is not um, Christian music. And mm-hmm. I don't want to um, make them think that, that that's bad because that's just, they don't have that freedom and they should listen to their conscience with that mm-hmm. listen to the Holy spirit on that. But, but I think too, it would be also unfortunate if, if they then went and judged others who listened to music that isn't in the worship music category as well i'm going to go with that instead of secular sacred but, um yeah, yeah. I, I think for myself like it's kind of fun sometimes like um especially like people who are who are into hip-hop to surprise them that i've listened to some of the same music because i think like with my job some people are like no you don't listen to any music with cussing and i'm like Wah. that's not necessarily true but i i would say i have actually deleted some music i haven't cut myself off I've never had a season where I cut myself off from like all secular music or like in that category of non-worship music or non-Christian music. Um, But there are definitely some songs that I've been like, you know what? I can't actually listen to this. Um, And some of it is, it's like uh, music that's dehumanizing that puts Mm -hmm. women down or, or like, you know, overly sexual or something that's like, you know, um, this is kind of disgusting and disturbing Mm -hmm. what what this is actually trying to say. And even if it sounds good, um, you know, I, you know, deleting all of R. Kelly's music <laughs> as well. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm mad about that on many levels. Um, and, you know, ruining, I, I believe I can fly, like space jam. Like, yeah, anyways, yeah, anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter.
2: R. Kelly. R. Kelly. No, no. Terrible.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, um, but yeah, I do think, um, that, and I, I would also say like, um, like let's talk, let's talk about worship music here. Cause I'm somebody who there's like the worship music category and the Christian music category. So I grew up in like a more, I would say religious home or upbringing where like we only listened to, um, like Christian music, growing up, like my first CD would have been DC Talk. I mean, students listening to this, they probably don't even know who that is.
2: Um, I currently. don't even know who that is. There we
0: go. I'm there like we go. Large. No idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> Newsboys. They're still around, but like, yeah, like those some are of two these.
2: terrible names. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. But I only really grew up listening to like Christian music, and then slowly, like, I got into um, listening to music that's like would be not considered Christian music, and um and then I found out that my mom had all these like records in her basement and I was like, what? Like oh, you listen to this. Stuff? She was. She was. And so um but but for me at this stage of my life, like I wouldn't say like traditional worship music. Actually I would I would say I really like hymns. Oh. I feel like hymns tend to speak to me, like the actual, like really traditional hymns. Um, and some Christian music or like gospel music, but like You know, like, I don't choose to listen what we sing at church um, outside. Sometimes I'll listen to it on my way to church, but um, it's not like what I feel truly brings me to a place of worship. Um, Mm. So what about people like me? Like, what if worship music doesn't really help someone experience God? Um, What would you have to say to them?
2: I can understand that. (laughs) and In a sense, I think... S- sort of similar to you, like I grew up, like I said, my mom played, you know, is like Whitney Houston and, you know, in the morning or like, you know, afternoon cleaning or whatever. And then, you know, worship, like uh, gospel music. Like uh, I never, like the Christian contemporary, what's it called? Like CCM or something like that. Oh. Like, I won't lie. That does nothing for me. Like it doesn't, you know, we sing some of it in our in our church because it does something for some people. Um, but for me, it doesn't move me. Like I'm, it's sort of like okay, here comes the bridge. Okay, you know. I'm the complete um,
1: opposite. I love CCM, yeah. but I cannot do gospel music.
2: That's crazy.
1: To I make. cannot do <laughs> gospel music.
0: Look at the diversity here yeah, in our church so on this podcast.
2: Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's important to, to realize. Like, I think you need to if you're like, ah, uh, it doesn't really move me, like, you know, one of your students or whatnot or whatever, anybody sort of listening to it, I would say, like, you know, try a range of it. You might, mm-hmm. like, get surprised somewhere. Um, and so I'm like you, Selena, like, I'm a kind of it as well kind of guy, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how great the, the art, but I grew up listening to that stuff, so hymns, like, moves me a lot more gospel sort of moves me but i think you know try different different ones take some recommends and you might like you might get surprised uh somewhere but i don't know if you should be down on yourself too much um either you know i you know you know sort of read the songs like let that I, I, those are musical um they have refrains in them and that sort of stuff um you know and then i maybe pray for god to be like you know give me some sort of Desire for for some some genre within this genre, like you know whatever that is, so
1: yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I guess what I said earlier, just music being so personal and you know all types of worship music doesn't have to speak to all of us, and it's a matter of finding what it is within that genre that does speak to you. Um, I think also remembering that you know music is from God.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I could be wrong in saying this, Marv, you're a pastor. You can correct me <laughs> if I'm know. wrong.
2: But oh, no, here we go.
1: Just that whole idea that, you know, Satan was the angel of music. Oh.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: From my understanding, that is yeah. not true. Keep um, going. Yeah, so from my understanding, <laughs> that is not true. All music is from God, and all music can be redeemed. So I think as long as we are listening to something quality— that glorifies God. I don't think it has to be worship music. Um, yeah, but it has to be music that, that glorifies God and in all things, you know, Satan, Satan has tainted it. So whether that be Mm. music, movies, um, sex, food, you know, whatever it is. Um, Mm. but it's all redeemable. And at the end of the day, you know, God created it all for his glory. So, yeah, if worship music doesn't speak to you, what is a genre that does help you connect with God that does glorify him?
0: I'd never heard that about Satan before, so that was kind of like, oh, is that a thing? Oh, um, but I guess
1: yeah. I guess some people think that <laughs> I, I I grew up hearing that, you know that Satan is the angel of music. That's why no music is corrupt and you know, the devil <laughs> They're trying to
2: get you out to listen to anything. Yeah.
1: I
0: thought that was like dancing and the drums, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was also taught. Yeah. So, so,
1: yeah, that really redeemed music for me, just knowing that. And
2: yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. Like I used to feel like guilty cause I used to like in a week, I don't, in a week I might hear like, I might turn on one worship song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, in the, in the sense of like Christian sort of music. Like, I just, it just doesn't, it's not my reflex. Okay. Um, and I think before I used to be like, ah, you know, I'm i I'm like a pastor. I should, that's what I should be doing or whatnot. And then I was like, nah, that's just not, it's just not, you know, me. Like for me, it's a, there's a time and place. Um, you know, I, I, I love being with our church and, and listening to people sing and seeing them sing and, and, and enjoying it and all that kind of stuff but it's just not where my mind goes um when it comes to to music like i find you know when you ask the question Selena, like do you you know i think you text me like do you experience god through music i was like yeah i do actually um but it's through all types you know um you know i can listen to a barris hammond song you know and um you know, he's where he's talking about double troubles waiting for me, you know, at home and whatnot. And I'm <laughs> thinking like, you, <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm thinking like, well, that song tells me never to cheat on Kim because I don't want to have a life like that. Like, I mm-hmm. want to go home to a peaceful home with my wife. You know what I mean? And that's what God wants for me. Do you know, like, so it's mm-hmm. it's weird because um, I used to feel guilty, like, oh, I should be like, you know, turning on Shane and Shane and all that. But I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. Um, you know, but I, you know. So I don't know if that helps at all on this podcast, yeah. but I think I think you need to feel your some gospel freedom that God's not upset with you if you're not like you know playing um, you know CCM or gospel music all week. So I think there's love and grace there. So
1: yeah, I definitely agree, Marv. I definitely think there is love and grace in that, and there is that level of guilt sometimes. Like on a Sunday, I'll be driving to church or driving home from church. I'll be like, I have to listen to certain music at this time on this <laughs> that's day. That's so
2: funny to me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but then it becomes legalistic. and Yeah, that's right. You know, that's not the yeah. kind of God that we serve. And he just give us mm-hmm. that freedom and that grace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, amen. I agree 100%. Like sometimes, you know, our boys, they'll play stuffy church. Um, and they'll have like a, they get all their stuffed animals and they put them on the steps and they take the... Um, those are
0: pastors' basket.
2: kids, right there. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they take the they take the laundry basket, and you know, and uh, and they they'll say like, "Dad, can you turn?" You know, we got like a Bluetooth speaker upstairs, and we put the music on, and and I'll be honest, like those are some of the times when like you know I sing a lot, like because they're like we you know we want to hear this song, we want to hear Everlasting God or whatnot, Aww. and it just kind of naturally starts to happen that way and i'm like oh there the lord just got me into you know um into some of the stuff that we've been singing lately so i think in the way too, like let it come natural um as well and just not feeling like guilt you know like if you feel like one of those stations i listen to is 98.7, if you feel like putting it on put it on um i think that's that like i said there's love and grace that god has for us
0: what about people? I don't. I don't even know if these people exist. Um, but what about people who are, who do not experience God um, through music at all?
1: What What advice would you give them?
2: That's a tough question.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to recycle my answers. You know, <laughs> God is personal, and He meets us all in different ways. Mm-hmm. And whether that's through music, whether that's through nature, whether that's through fellowship and community. Um, God has a way of meeting with us, being personal with us and allowing us to experience him. Um, Yeah. I don't think there's a cookie cutter way of that happening.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. I think if you don't experience God through music, don't force it, Yeah, you know, Um, find out how you, truly experience him and, um, you know, get into that, you know? So I think, yeah, there's a, you need to separate the, I'm, you know, at a you know service or a gathering or whatnot, and we're singing right now and, um, you know, and, and that's sort of what it it is, but I'm not like, if the sermon or if the, you know, the, the time with the people after is what, is what moves you like, be, be grateful, like be good with that. Um, and maybe ask the Lord, like, how come I don't get moved by that? Can you explain mm-hmm. that to me? You know? Cause I think there's certain things that just don't move us and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so to try to force and like fake the funk, I don't know if I'd do all that mm-hmm. um, to just try to fit. I don't think that would be good.
0: If someone was curious about growing and experiencing God and through music, what, what tip would you give them?
1: Maybe try out different genres. Yeah. Yeah. listen to some yeah. jazz listen to some hip-hop listen to some country country
2: no no no, no. not over at this house no, sir, no ma'am no
1: country i knew i knew that was gonna have a reaction i feel like there's some good biblical truth in some country music down in the bible
2: belt yeah. <laughs> We shouldn't laugh. We should laugh. It works for some people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, there's some people who like hear hip hop and they're like, yeah, I'd never listen to hip hop, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Sorry, Rochelle, go ahead.
1: No, sorry. No, that's all I can listen to. Hip hop is like in my bones. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) But yeah, just explore different genres and and see what moves you. Um, See what you really connect with the most and what you enjoy the most.
2: I agree. I think that's... I don't know if you could do too much beyond that
0: yeah if there if there are some things that you really want students or listeners to take away from this episode what what would it be?
2: I'll go while wow, Rochelle I'm thinking I think like music is a music is a gift mm-hmm. um, you know I think you need to you know ap- you know appreciate that God would sort of give us something that can move us the way music can. But I also think, because we've talked about like different forms, different artists, that sort of stuff. But I think you, I would say to to balance some of that on my side anyway, is just like you need to be discerning with your music though, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Because I think Rochelle hit it right. Like some songs can take you to a place you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, go to. So I think if you're just sort of like taking a step into exploring music, like I would, you know, I think, you know, a phrase that you hear a lot these days is like, Do it in a little bit of community, Mm. Um, you know. Like me, this happened a couple months back. Me, Rochelle, Vivian, Anthony, Eddie, we're all like outside after a thing, and it was like a music club. It was like a music, you know, those book clubs, like where they like, have you, have you listened to this? And it was just good to talk through and hear the different ways that we all think about music and artists. And I think that's healthy. So if you're you're just taking a step in, I think doing it with some people would be good too because they might help you discern. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go too far with that artist or, um, or that one and all that.
1: That's good advice. Yeah, definitely. The discernment part is good. What Marv said, um, just know yourself. I think if you are new to the faith, um, just understanding your spiritual maturity and, what you should be listening to, what you shouldn't be listening to. Um, Just remembering that, I guess that's my phrase for the night, God is personal and he meets us in different ways through different genres. And um, we experience him uh, in a very personal way. And he is a creative God. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also the fact that we're all spiritual beings I think when Marv was talking about the his experience at uh, the Lion King, you know, everybody was kind of experiencing the same thing in a sense—not to the same degree or in the same way—but just remembering that we're all spiritual beings, and you know, there is a God of the universe who who created us, and we're able to experience Him in a spiritual way. Mm-hmm.
0: Those are some good. Good thoughts. Good closing thoughts. This was fun. I'm glad that you yeah. thought preemptively that it would be fun, and it turned out it would be fun. Um <laughs> yeah. so, thanks so much for joining me on this. Because actually, music is not the, a primary way that I experience God. It is a way, but it's uh, further down the list. We and gotta so, pray for her. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: we gotta lift you up. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it, but primary, yeah. it's you know, it's like maybe like three or four. But yeah, so I'm glad that I got people who are like. This is it. This
1: is like a big way for them. So, thanks yeah. for joining me. For me, yeah. it's nature and music. If I'm in nature listening to music, like I'm in the highest of heavens.
2: <laughs> I don't want anything to do with nature. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> can't figure nature- all that
2: nonsense.
0: <laughs> um, nature is mine as well, um, and Ooh. contemplating God's word in nature. Uh, so it can be silent. Um, There can be music as well, but that's actually my primary. I didn't read your
2: book with a bug flying at you all the time. That's
0: <laughs> we have, have an episode about that uh, <laughs> actually. <Yeah. laughs> um, and uh, I would say that nature just it prompts worship in me, and it brings yeah. out um, scripture that I've already like memorized or experienced. And with digital. Yes bibles uh if i have my phone on me i've got my bible on me as well and so i do like to i do like to bust out um my bible (laughs) (laughs) walks as well so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah thanks there's another episode listen to that one on nature if you're curious yeah all right thank you thank you
2: yeah thanks for having us
0: At the end of every episode, we like to give you, the listener, just some time to process with God what you've just heard. And so here are those questions. Do you experience God through music? What is a song that has helped you connect with him? How can you let your community into the music that you listen to to help you discern if it's good for your soul? Who might those people be that you trust to join you in this process? Are there songs that have taken you to a place that is harmful to you, or to others, that you need to get rid of? If music is not a way for you to experience God, was there still something that you could take away from this episode? What would it look like for you to incorporate music into your worship with God? To take some time out of the busyness of your week and to enjoy Him intentionally by engaging through song. May the God who created music meet you this week. May you experience his comfort and his presence through song. And may you experience him in the way in which he has formed and made you. Because you are his and he is yours. Amen.